What up, everybody? Ryan Rucco, CC Sabathi here. Another brand new episode of R2C2 about to come your way. We dive into why everybody criticizing the NFL is out of their minds. Why John Wall may have just kept James Harden in Houston. And CC has a very special shout out for a very special member of the New York media. It's rare you're going to get that. You want to hear that? plus an interesting story about Christmas trees. I swear, it's an amazing episode, and it starts next. What's up, everybody? We back. R2C2, another week. What's going on, bro? It's December, bro. It is, man. It's crazy. Like, I feel like we just started quarantine. <laughs> shit is wild. It's it's coming on nine months since yeah. this all started. So it's crazy. bizarre. It's crazy. So much has happened. So much has like been missed and like I don't know. It's, it's weird, but you know the fact that everybody's like you know healthy and safe so far um, is uh, is a blessing. So you know hopefully we go on the holiday season and keep it the same. By the way, what is it? Is this my first time doing the show? I just realized I hadn't put my headphones on, man. <laughs> Like, I, I'm noticing, I'm like, what is different? Because I feel like I could step on you sometimes. I don't have my headphones in. <laughs> okay, now I have my headphones in. Uh, there, there we go. go. And, and did you notice that I uh, I, I, I changed my you scenery? Got, yeah, you got your tree up, bro. I, yeah, I mean, man. I felt like I need to, like, you know, step my game up, get a little Christmas. A little Christmas. Yeah, put yeah. a little Christmas decoration, you know? Yeah, that's got, fire, though. You like that, right? Yeah, hey, putting up a tree is a lot of work, huh? It is. It is, man. Yo, listen. I... Wait till you get a kid with it, though. Like, <laughs> then it's, it's just a lot of fucking work. When they got to pick out a tree, you got to walk down the fucking aisle. It takes fucking two hours. You got to drag the shit home. Just wait, bro. It's all no, coming, man. cuz. I know, man. I'm going to be texting you about, like, so today's my first day watching the kid alone. Like, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like like, uh, like Seagull. Seagull yeah. used to make, he used to give me so much shit for years. Now yeah. he's with a stroller, fucking, you know, in parks, taking pictures in front of all kind of bullshit. You know, yeah. it's just, that's dad that's, life, bro. That's right. Shout out to Matt and his lovely wife, Nicole, and their, yeah. their daughter, Winnie, who, Winnie. Uh, who I mean, is, I keep she, she, she's Winnie. one. She's, she's over one, one now. Yeah, yeah, she's one. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always uh, mess with both of them about bringing her over here so I can teach them how to swim. Have you seen, like, <laughs> these people that just throw their babies in the pool? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so that was, yeah. that was me. You, you just threw your kids in the pool? Every last one of them, starting with Lil C. And my mom flipped out when I threw Lil C in because he was born in September of 03. So the next spring training, we get back to Winter Haven and we have a pool in the back. And I had seen it like on, on a you know show or something where like, yeah. you know, infants could swim. And I threw his ass in. He popped right back up to the top and I was like, hey, let's go. So every day from then, he learned how to swim like that spring training. Wow. So, you know what's crazy about that is I saw my nephew, Campbell, who's four, he did swimming lessons last year. He was taking them, like, and then they had to stop because of COVID, but he, he was three when he was taking them, and they did all that stuff, you know? Like, they did all the, and his, and my, my cousin Danielle's son, Parker, was taking them with him, and he's even younger. He's two. And they were, they were both taking the swimming classes, and they were doing that, like, where they just, like, but they right. were, like, teaching them some things. But then, like, the thing was, like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Whatever. We just throw you in and you got to go, you know? 
But you're saying, were you teaching them some things first, or you were just throwing them in right away? Yeah, bro. They was just, I was just throwing them in. Like, wow, as, man. As like, you know, five, six, seven month year old babies. But instinctively, they know how to float then, right? Yeah, they come yeah. right back up. And it's yeah. like, if you were excited, then they get excited. So then like, yeah. he, I mean, he was, you know, we were jumping around in the, in the, you know, in the water and stuff. So that's how we spent the spring training, like every day. And I just, I did it with every kid. And, you know, now all of them can swim. And obviously they're all grown up and shit. But I always give uh, Nicole and, and, and Matt, a, you know, a shit about bringing Winnie over. <laughs> so, so, you know what? This tells me I'm going to have to make sure no trips to Alpine with my future child until they're like four. And, until they learn how to swim because they'll yeah, definitely yeah. go throw them in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> so scary, man. I don't, nobody wants any part of that. You know what? I will tell you a Christmas tree story, though. So I'm walking, uh, normally, Andrea and I will just walk somewhere in the city and get our tree, you know, and that's that. Um, this year, for whatever reason, the trees in the city, which are always marked up, are insanely priced, okay? <laughs> insanely priced. Now, Like, what's insanely priced for a okay, tree? Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. So I... We always had a big Christmas tree growing up in my house, uh, growing up with my parents. And mm -hmm. we would get like somewhere like 11-foot tree, 12-foot tree, you know, it was always at least 10, big, beautiful Christmas tree. And that tree was usually like, and it's this is Dutchess County, New York, Fishkill's the town I'm from, um, which is, you know, an hour north of the city, hour and 20 minutes. That tree normally would be like 80 bucks, 100 bucks, something like that. And it was a massive tree, you know? Normally in the city, you go pick up like a six foot tree and you're going to pay like a hundred bucks and you know it. And it's a little bit of a rip up, but it's a city markup. You're fine with it. Okay. This year we were going for like an eight foot tree. We have higher ceilings at our apartment That's here. That's a big you ass know? tree you got in there. Right yeah. There. Yeah. And actually, I think it ended up a nine footer. Yeah. So it, it ended up like a pretty nice sized tree. You know, we walk in the city, we go up to uh, the guy and we, we don't even think about the price, okay? Because we're just like, okay, we know it's going to be like 120 bucks, 140 bucks, whatever it is, fine. Pick out a tree, which by the way, was a whole BS ordeal anyway, because they had the trees already wrapped and they wouldn't unwrap them for you to see the tree. So I'm already like, this is a, a shady operation I'm working with, You're okay? You're such a fucking child, bro. I, I, I already knew this was like a, a total, I mean, this, this was not, you know, A-class tree shopping. So, so we pick out the tree. He's taking it off the thing. I'm already like, we don't even know what this tree looks like, but whatever. And we're like, how, oh, yeah, how much is it? And he goes, 340 bucks. I said, what? What? Now, you know, of course, I am, I am fortunate enough to be in the position that if I wanted to spend 340 bucks on a yeah, tree, could, we could. Yeah, for sure. But out of principle, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> no. And and so Andrea had the same reaction. We both were like, buddy, like, you, you, you're not going to sell trees at that price. Like, it doesn't matter what neighborhood you're in in Manhattan. People know you're, you're basically selling hand sanitizer for 60 bucks a pop. That's what you're doing, you know? And so so we, we got in the car. We drove up to uh, Westchester. And we got a tree from the... Uh, fire department up in um golden bridge in katona and we got a beautiful tree for a hundred bucks <laughs> and, and, and it was a nine footer man that's a big ass tree too you yeah. got back then thank you man yeah, yeah. you, you so, gotta drive to the burbs guys yeah. oh it's got, nice out here in the burbs guys 
I'm ready, man. I am I'm so ready. You. I'm get the so fuck ready. Out of the city, man. I'm, I'm so ready. I love New York. You know, Manhattan's my We all love beat, New but, York. That shit is I'm, close to here, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'd much rather live over here. <laughs> I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I am so ready. Like, we hopefully, you know, hopefully we're in Westchester sometime in the next year. I'm hoping. So, like, oh. But, yeah, that's that's like 340 bucks. So then the guy goes, I'm just finish it up this way. He goes, yeah, because we had a we had a visceral reaction to that, you know, like, what? And and he was like, you know, a lot. And this dude was like stoned out of his mind, and he was just like, a lot of people been having that reaction, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and a lot of people are gonna keep. He's like, yeah, come back in like a week, and I bet you can get it for two fifty. And I'm like, nah, I'm good, man. Thanks. Maybe he should have threw some of that blood in there with the tree, motherfucker would have bought it. <laughs> maybe, maybe he would have sold more that way, man. Like if he had smokable branches on there for people. Oh my gosh, it was ridiculous, man. Oh, oh anyway, hey, before we get to slinging heat, um, I did just want to say congrats on the HBO doc, man. Oh man, thank you, thank you. Yeah, this was uh, this is fun, man, to to be able to put it together and have it land on HBO. Obviously, Sadie and Amber did all of the work, you know. Um. From top to bottom, like literally did all the work. Uh, Sadie shot everything, you know, got all the cool moments, you know, got all the interviews. And Amber, you know, executive produced everything, you know, put everything together, got everything, you know, where we're supposed to be. And, you know, we ended up um, getting it to HBO. So this was like us three, you know what I'm saying? Putting this together and to be able to have this come out right before Christmas on HBO is a lot of fun. Um, the the actual doc itself um, is my story, you know, and I, and I think... Uh, you know, it's the real me and who I am and why I am the way I am and, uh, you know, the people that I miss. And, you know, I, I just think it will be, you know, hopefully one of those, you know, documentaries that can help somebody, you know, they're struggling with addiction or, you know, struggling with things in their life and, and going through some stuff. So, um, yeah, man, I've been through a lot. So, you know, it's, it's you know, we're about to, you're about to see it all in a couple of days. Well, and it comes out December 22nd on HBO, um, just to give people a little more. And we're going to actually- That sounds weird, like, when you say on HBO. Like, I don't know. It's just like, you that's, know, it's, it's, it's big a cool league, thing. Man. Yeah, it's a cool it, thing. If you are, if you're doing a doc, that's, like, prime spot for it to land. I mean, that's amazing. And just to give some people some background production, further color on what C was just talking about, you know, you- you went out and just produced this on your own with Amber, with Sadie Zillow, who's our coordinating producer for R2C2. You guys just did this with incredible behind-the-scenes footage, access to your final season, and did it with faith that somebody would be interested, obviously, to then you know purchase it. Yeah, and- I mean, it could have been like a really cool home movie. You yeah, know what right. I'm saying? Like, we would have just been watching like a really cool Sadie. Like, yeah, some yeah. really, you got some really cool shots. And, yeah. You know, yeah. it could have it really turned into that. But, yeah. you know, the just us having, you know, the faith in ourselves and, and you know, really, like it's I said, really Sadie, cool. Sadie and Amber being able to put it together was, uh, it's dope, man. It's cool. It, and I, um, I know from uh, just, I had seen a sizzle reel before you guys sold it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is great. And it's emotional. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really emotional, man. I yeah, that, that's I, the thing. I haven't watched it yet without crying. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and, and so, I mean, I I can't wait to see it, man. I'm so excited. And should we let people know our special guest we're gonna have on in advance of it? Yeah, for sure. We might as well. Yeah. yeah for well, sure. 
You you want to tell them, C? Yeah, we finally get Amber on the pod, bro. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we are going to have Amber. C, C has been protecting me from Amber as a guest for years because oh, he knows man. she get, she would take my co-hosting job. Bro, this pod's so. going to be like three hours long. You know that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. She was not going to yeah. stop talking. But I can't wait. I, I can't wait. I, and I um, almost feel like she, I don't want her like sitting, like, we did something down here the other day. Like, you know, this is my like little yeah. studio. Obviously, yeah. she set it up, but still, like, it's my space now. Yeah. And like, we came down here and she was like, move your chair over. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not moving my chair. So I think when we do this, I think she needs to sit upstairs yeah, and like, put, put in her, her at the kitchen in table. Her, in her <laughs> office, yeah. And then I sit down here, like, in my space. So I like that. Makes I'm it even all, more I'm official. Already, like, pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it even more official, nah, man. It's gonna it, be fun, man. It'll it, be fun. It's gonna be great. So that is gonna be um that's gonna be Dem- December twenty second on HBO. And we will that's the week of Christmas. So we're actually gonna release the R2 C2 episode that week a little early. So we'll release uh the episode that week um before the doc comes out and we'll and that episode will be um with Amber. Uh C is one other personal thing I want to get to on your front, but we'll save that for after sling and heat. Uh, because um, I know you got I know you got some stuff on your mind for slinging heat. You always do. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been like a crazy week, and it's been a lot of stuff going on in sports. But I want to start our slinging heat um, by you know giving some props and and honoring our guy that just retired from the uh, New York Post, George King. He's both you know uh, a friend of both of ours and just a super cool dude, and you know so uh, just one of those guys. And you know for my eleven years walking into that clubhouse, hey, yeah, Yankee clubhouse. He was one of those guys you look forward to talking to, you know what I mean? And just, you know, a great human. I just like to talk to regular people. You know how I am, and and he's one of those guys. So, uh, you know, I always enjoy my relationship with him and, and look forward to both of our retirements and hanging out more in, in retirement. So, uh, you know, hats off to George King, man. You know, uh, George is, I mean, long, long-time Yankee writer uh, for The Post. And what I like about George, and I think why you connect with him, C, is – He's a he's a no frills kind of guy, right? Mm-hmm. He's not he's not trying to be anything other than what he is. If if you don't like him, he's not going to care. You know, he's just like this is who I am. He's an old school baseball dude who you know has seen everything, but like just he really has this respect from everybody in the clubhouse and he always always did always has. I've never met someone who didn't respect George King and who didn't trust George King. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. That's the, you're talking about like the biggest guys that walked in that clubhouse, talk, trusted him and talked to him. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that, that's the biggest thing that, that, you know, you don't find in the baseball clubhouse, especially that one over there in the Bronx. So, Mm. um, you know, he, he, he was that, you know, so I don't know. I don't know if those guys know what they're going to miss in that clubhouse now. no, no disrespect to anybody else. I'm just talking about how great of a guy and how great of a person he was. Yeah, no, 100%, man, 100%. He also, let me tell you something. That man's fun to have a beer with, too. Like, George, <laughs> like, George post-game at a bar, like, you get you get with him and Coney, that's a good time right there, man. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> that's a really good time, I'm sure man. some great fucking stories <laughs> out of that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Phenomenal stories. Phenomenal stories. I love that you started with that. George deserves that. So, George, we love you, man, and congrats on your retirement, and you will be missed. And you know what? Um, I'll, uh, I was going to say this for after Sling and Heat, but let me just do it now, see. I'll bring up the Players Alliance because... George, fittingly enough, uh, he was at your Players Alliance event, which seemed kind of 
fitting full circle for him to be there for you as he's about to retire, your guys' relationship, and then also, you know, you've been doing unbelievable stuff with this pull-up initiative uh, with the Players Alliance this week. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, like, we get to George. I mean, he, you know, he spent this last day, the last day before he retired uh, at the pull-up neighbor event in the Bronx. So, uh, you know, that, that was pretty cool to be able to see him, um, you know, on his last day. And he, and he decided to come out and, you know, cover the Players Alliance, which, uh, you know, we kicked off the 33-day tour, um, you know, the pull-up neighbor tour. It was the first was in the Bronx, and then we were in Brooklyn today. Uh, Friday, they'll be in Philly, and then they go to D.C., and then, you know, all the way across the country, uh, ending uh, in the end of January. So um, this is exciting, man. This is this is really cool. All of us players coming together um, and helping underprivileged communities. Um, you know, get passing out baseball equipment. We partnered up with the local food banks. We're passing out pantry items, um, and we're giving out COVID uh, relief stuff. So, um, man, I'm just excited for all of us to be able to get together. We had Adam Adovino and Andre Scrubs out there today. Yesterday, we had Justin Dunn. Jojo Gray, um, you know, we had uh, Quentin was out there. We had uh, Dylan Batantis came out yesterday. So it's just been a lot of fun for all the support, and I'm looking forward to what the rest of this tour is going to be. If people want to contribute, see, what do they they go to the theplayersalliance.com? Yep, just go to theplayersalliance.com, uh, check out what cities we're going to be at and the dates and come out. and just vo- If you want to volunteer, come out. You can sign up to volunteer. You can register to get equipment. If you have a um, you know a little league team, a travel ball team, we definitely have enough equipment to 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 give to your whole team. So uh, go to the go to the website, um, check out everything, and uh, you know come check us out. Come pull that's, up on us. That, that's really cool, man. <laughs> that's really cool. And I also uh, I love that George was there, um, and I'm sure that made it special too for him and for you. Um, and I also do want to make sure I'm very specific when it comes to the beer with George. It's always Coors Light. <laughs> always, always. In in sports media, there are two people you can rely on when they're having a drink. It's always going to be Coors Light, George King, and then the outstanding producer for Nets on Yes, as good a basketball producer as any man who's ever lived or woman who's ever lived, Frank DeGrace from the Yes Network. Oh, Coors Light. Coors Light. So when Frank, Frank fills in on Yankee games sometimes. Mm-hmm. So when you get Frank and George at a at a bar, I mean, you Hemingways in Baltimore after an <laughs> Orioles series, they may not have enough Coors Light for those two gentlemen. It's it, that's the only thing those two men drink. It's it's hilarious, man. But I love what you guys are doing with the Players Alliance, dude. It's I mean, it's really cool, tangible way to impact uh, the community. So everybody, make sure you you go. I mean, if you go to theplayersalliance.com, you go to the site, literally right there on the the first page. It, you could, there's a link to donate and there's a link to learn more about Pull Up Neighbor. Uh, and there's a picture of C looking jacked right there with the mask on. <laughs> so there you go. All right, see what you got next for uh, for Sling and Heat, man? Yo, my Sling and Heat number two is defending the NFL with this schedule. I know everybody's mad, you know, about the Steelers and, and the Ravens playing on a Wednesday at 340 and, you know, everything that's going on. But, I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know. So the fact that we're getting these games off and we're in week, what, 12? Yeah, about um, to be in week and, 13, right? Yeah, and we have, yeah. I mean, it's week 12 and it's Wednesday. It just yeah, ended. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Um, who, I mean, who don't want to see an NFL game on, on, on fucking Wednesday at 3 o'clock? I loved it. Yeah. Like, I mean, you got to just roll with it. It is what it is. And, I mean, you know, like I said, we're in the middle of pandemic, but these guys are trying to do the best they can to entertain us, you know, and, and uh, they're doing a pretty good job. And NFL, I think, is doing a really good job of, 
you know, just kind of rolling with it and doing with it whatever they need to do to, to, you know, keep the season going and keep the players playing. Dude, I'm so glad you said this because this has actually been bothering me over the last couple of days, hearing people take, and baseball Twitter's done this too, like taking, you know, pot shots at like, oh, this NFL disaster. Hold on a second. If you are describing what the NFL has pulled off thus far as anything other than a miraculous success, you are an idiot. Man. What the NFL has done thus far, being able to get in 12 weeks without canceling a game and while keeping their players safe and healthy, you know, even though we've had some cases, thank God. Everybody who has had it has been able to deal with it thus far, which is great when it comes to the virus. And they're preventing spread for all those who are following their incredibly extensive protocols in place. They're preventing spread within their team communities. The only reason that you had spread in Baltimore was because of people not following the protocols and the same thing that went for the quarterbacks in Denver. Everybody else we've seen contain spread. People are getting the virus because it's so rampant in our communities outside of, right, the workplace in this case. Yeah. But they're coming in with it, and then it's not spreading within the teams because of the protocols. In fact, the protocols are so good for the NFL right now that you have other businesses within those cities that are going to the teams and saying, hey, can you tell us what your protocols are? You have the governments there asking them, hey, can you tell us what the protocols are? I mean, look. Competitive balance isn't going to be perfect this year. We know that. That's what you get when you play in the middle of a pandemic, okay? If we go back and we listen to the tape of people talking about, is the NFL going to get through 12 weeks of the season without having a canceled game? I don't think anybody would have said yes. Nobody would have said yes. No. Nobody. I mean, but if you just look at college football and what's going on with college football and Ohio State's played four fucking games. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yes. I feel like college football, if you just look at the comparison at the same time, running concurrent with the NFL season and look how many games they've had canceled. Look how many weeks they've been fucked up compared to how many games the NFL's played and had canceled, which is zero, then they're doing a great fucking job. It, <laughs> it, it, exactly, exactly. The, the, the goals were this. Play the games and keep people health healthy, right? And they made it very clear to all the teams at the start of this season, health and safety is going to take priority over competitive balance. So yeah, at some point, that might mean, you know, that the Denver Broncos can't have those quarterbacks on the field because they decided to take off their masks in a meeting. And yeah, guess what? It makes it a less competitive game for Denver. But but sorry, like that's what you get for not following the protocols. What are we going to do? Penalize the Saints because you didn't follow the protocols? Or with Baltimore and Pittsburgh, we're going to play that game on Thursday when we don't know where the virus is spreading to. We're putting people on the field who are contagious. Or are we going to wait and get our hands around it and have an imperfect situation but still get the game in? That's the key. How can you still get the games in while keeping people as healthy and safe as possible? And, and the sacrifice you're making is perfect competitive balance and being able to play within your norms of what you're used to. But we all are – nobody's life is normal right now. Everybody's compromising in some way. And you're just doing the best you can to keep the ship afloat and keep people safe and healthy. It, I, I don't understand how anyone could be critical of what the NFL has done thus far. Not, not in, not in COVID. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Not right, in the COVID exactly. space. No, I mean, exactly. You know, you yeah. can be critical of everything else, you know, but but not in the COVID spaces, you know. So there, I mean, I I just feel like we had to touch on that just because you know it was odd, you know, turning on the TV 
um, yeah. on a Wednesday at 3.40, but watching football. But, hey, it is what it is. I got an NFL game on a, in midweek, so it's all good. I don't hate it, man. I don't. I don't hate it at the NFL uh, on a Wednesday afternoon. Right. Take, take take those games, whatever I can. Now for the third sling and heat. See, we got some breaking NBA news tonight. Oh, what is up with you know Westbrook getting traded to DC? John Wall is that going to keep Harden in Houston? <sighs> That's a good question, man. I I don't know. That's a like, better fit though, right? Yeah, John Wall with Harden. I, I kind of think it is. Yeah, I, I kind of think it is. It feels John like... John a beast, guys. Yeah. He's yeah, really no, good. He's a good well, point guard. If, he, if he's healthy, if he's healthy, he is, like, absolutely going to be a force. Yeah, if and he, I think people... Yeah, people forget, like, when these guys get hurt, how, how good they are. You know what I'm saying? Same mm-hmm. shit with KD, but John Wall, man, like, motherfucker's 6'5". Fast as lightning, bro. And, mm-hmm. like... I mean, you know, you just put him in a better situation where, you know, he, he has, I mean, I know he had Bradley Bill, but those two were kind of the same. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So that could be, it's almost like with Harden and Westbrook and, and uh, KD and, and OKC. You know what I'm saying? Where they were all kind of coming up the same and, and then you kind of figure out who's the best out of the three. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, and we see KD was and, and, you know, but it's hard to play with another guy that's kind of the same as you when you're coming up. That's true, and I also think Wall and Beal have had their own sort of relationship issues. And they, yeah, just they, because they're basically the it's not they're not the same guy, but they're they're trying to figure out who's going to be the superstar, who's going to lead. Yeah, yeah, and, and and look, they Beal dealt with injuries early. Wall has had a ton of injuries. One thing Chris Mannix uh, pointed out at, for SI and my colleague at the Zone, and he. It's a good point. Wall and Harden played pickup games in Miami over the last few months. So Harden knows what Wall looks like post Achilles injury, you know, like, and if Wall's right, I mean, he's great. We saw, look, he took the Celtics to seven games two years ago. When when Wall is right, he is a beast on both ends of the floor. He is a a force. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's bigger. He's huge, man. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, I mean. That might be a better fit if, if, to keep Harden in Houston. And here's the one thing I'd say about it basketball-wise. Like, Wall, I think, knows a little bit more as far as what his limitations are compared to Russ, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Wall, they both are that tour de force, can take you end-to-end, can finish, are incredibly explosive, assuming that, you know, Wall has his explosion back. Um, Wall is going to give you more on the defensive end than Russ. Mm-hmm. But then... Neither one of them you want shooting from the outside, you know. But Wall knows that he knows Russ, he, exactly. Russ doesn't, you know. But Wall is almost like a like a Russ, but but with Rondo's mind of knowing he can't shoot threes. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he exactly. won't take that that dumbass outside shot, but he's as explosive as Russ. If that makes sense. Yes, and I think that fits better with Harden if if Wall's healthy. So and they get a first rounder as well. So I know for anyone who's reading this saying like, oh, this means Harden's next. I don't think that at all. Yo, I, that, I, that's I, not what I think. I think Bradley Bill and John Wall look back at when their career is done and be like, damn, we should have made that work. You know what yeah. I'm saying? For yeah, sure. Spe- because they, especially they, in the East. Especially know? in the East. And, and they could be a force if they could have made that work. And they'll look back on that and like do interviews at the end like fucking Shaq and Penny or whoever else and look back and be like, damn, we fucked that up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure. They definitely will, man. I know. I, uh, it, they, they could have 
it, it seemed like they were getting on the same page too. And look, it wasn't just them getting along or not getting along, right? Injuries derailed them as well. Yeah, but, but it seemed like it seemed like Russ and KD and Harden was getting on the same page too. They went all the way to the finals, but they still couldn't figure that shit out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, no, you're right. You're it's right. really hard when when the when the two guys are vi- are, are the same age. And, yeah. You know, because they're because everybody wants their shine and to be the star and how's it going to work and yeah no, and that's I get natural it. you know yeah. what I'm saying that's natural that's just a natural progression as an athlete so it's gonna it's gonna be some clickiness it's gonna be some you know that's just how the shit works man. Add a little excitement to your sports watching experience by betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook this football season. There's a reason why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Their app is simple to use. They've got great odds on all different betting markets, unique, fun bet types like same-game parlay, and exclusive always-on promotions to let you get more action out of every game day. And if you win, they even get you your winnings safely in as little as 24 hours. Right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place a bet on any game and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back if you don't win your first bet. Seriously, there's no strings attached. Just place any bet you want. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you'll get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. I mean, that's just a ridiculous deal. Now, see, looking at the NFL slate, you and I, We're about to, for these final five weeks, we're going to have a little competition to see who ends up picking games better. And the loser is going to have to pay off some kind of bet. Now, we're going to ask our audience to tweet at R2C2 with suggestions for what the loser of the bet should have to do. And you can make them different. You could say, if C loses, this should happen. If Ryan loses, this should happen. So we want you guys this week to tweet at us at R2C2 with your suggestions for what we should do uh, for the loser of the bet, because we've been talking trash to each other throughout the, you know, the season as we pick these games. See, um, and I think I've been better, but you know, we don't have the exact tally. So, so, so we're, we're about, about to get an the exact tally. tally. All right. Hey, so you, what? You, what? 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 I was going to say, you know, what I heard out of all that stuff you just said is that they run you your money in 24 hours. If I win, I need to get paid, guys. That's what I love about FanDuel. Yeah, FanDuel's great. Run man. me my loot, guys. They're, they're really good. How about you could bet up to $1,000, get it back with risk-free here? Come on. All right, see, t- tell me, what's the game you're picking this week as we start our competition against each other? Listen, the Raiders are coming out here to New York to play the New York Jets. The line is seven. I'm taking the Raiders. You're taking the Raiders. I never bet on it's the Raiders. It's seven and a half. It's seven and a half. Seven and a half. I yeah. never bet on the Raiders, guys. And you're going to do it. And I'm going to do it. And if they lose this fucking game, with the Jets trying to lose games, I might throw out all my Raider shit. How about if they win by six? <laughs> then I might throw out all my Raider shit. That's something right. that the Raiders would do, especially on the East Coast. All right. I, well, that's your pick. My pick is going to be Tennessee at home minus six against Cleveland. Right. Cleveland's been playing with fire. Don't get a lot of offense, and Tennessee looked outstanding against Indianapolis, and they can put up points. I I, I like Tennessee minus six. Bro, Derrick Henry gets stronger as the season gets. I mean, as the there, season goes on, that's that's scary, bro. Nobody wants to tackle that guy in week fucking thirteen and fourteen. Dude is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. He is absurd. So if you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook. 
What are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started. Be sure to sign up with the promo code R2C2 so they know that we sent you. We want them to know that we sent you. So please, use that promo code. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code R2C2. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, West Virginia, Indiana, Colorado, Iowa, Tennessee. First online real money wager only. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See sportsbook.fanduel.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois. Tennessee Redline. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Or visit www.1800gambler.net West Virginia. Bam! We promised a mailbag episode as well, See, Should we take some uh, questions from our loyal listeners? Let's do it. All right. John Torres says, C, if the Yankees asked you to come back for the 2020 season after the injuries to Seve and Paxton, would you have done it? To come back to pitch? Last year. Hell after- no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if John knows, and, I, and John's a big Yankee fan. We appreciate uh, John. I, I don't know if John knows your shoulder was not in a place to do shoulder that. Shoulder was not in a place, nor my mind, nor was my mind. Like, yeah. nah, I, don't, I didn't have, nah, I mean, maybe my mind wasn't there because of, you know, the injury or whatever, but no, I don't, I don't have any desire to, be, to, to, to play competitively again. No, no chance. Have you missed it yet? Uh, no, I haven't. And I and I've been waiting to miss it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's, I've just been so busy with like Dub and I mean Lil C. He's been all over the place. So I've been so busy with him and hanging with Carter and golfing and you know doing my thing. Work like nah, man. It's just so much going on. It's like you saw the next question. It comes from DJ, and he says, "What is the best part of getting to watch your son play the game you love? And what kind of sports parent are you?" I'm I'm a I'm a super like at the game I'm like an aggressive sports fan especially basketball like I I mean every year he played basketball I probably almost got into a fight with a parent. <laughs> now how does that happen? Are they parents from the other team? Yeah, parents from the other team, guys. Okay. So, I mean, prime example last year they Bergen Cat is playing Ramapo and like some dad is telling this kid to foul Lucy like. He was like literally yelling out to telling them because they were losing to like throw elbows and shit. And he's sitting right next to me, cuz. And I don't think people think like because like um I guess CeCe Sabathia that I won't like get like, bro, I'm a regular motherfucking dad. I'm a regular person, cuz. Like I was like, he was like, I bet you won't get up. Well, I'm like, now I'm standing up in your fucking face. Like, no, I get serious. Every year that happens though. He said, so like, I, he said, bet you won't get up. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Man. So that's what I'm saying. Oh. So like every year that shit happens. It, I mean, but I mean, that's just, that's just me as like a dad though. I'm super protective. But so you, but what's interesting is you're not like, when you say you're super like aggressive or engaged, you're not like doing that to see, to, to little C when he's on the floor. You're not saying, no. hey, what you doing? No, you're, absolutely you're, not. You're, you you're know like what, protective though? of him from the other parents. I'm protective of him from the other parents. But when he's like in a game or in a, especially in a basketball game, he, he's always looking at me. Yeah. So I could like give him signals or like tell him kind of what to do or something. Even in a baseball game, sometimes he'll, he'll look at me. Not as much in baseball, but in basketball for sure, he was always looking at me in the stands. And, you know, a couple of times in baseball, you know, I'll, like when I, t- like when I tell him something in baseball, some, it's always the wrong thing. 
So like he'll look at me and I'll be like, man, go up there, swing at the first page, like be aggressive. You swing at the first page, roll over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, like me, me and Little C, our, our conversations about sports and baseball are more just thinking and mindset and process. Mm. And he's a super deep, deep thinker. The kid's super mature. Like his baseball IQ is so high, and like the way he thinks about the game and his body and everything is so much different than than. <laughs> Than I was at 17 years old. And I was already in fucking pro ball when I was his age, bro. And this kid's a junior in high school. You know what I'm saying? So he's light years ahead of me as far as mindset. And even sometimes now as a fucking 40-year-old, I have to think about what I'm going to say to him when he (laughs) asks me a question. You know? So, um, no, I mean, I think the best part is just watching him enjoy it. You know, in the journey. And, you know, now schools are calling and... You know, some bigger schools are calling, and, and it's just a lot of fun to watch him, you know, be on his own journey. He loves it. So, no, you know, great. as long as he loves it, I, you know, I'm going to keep loving it for him, and, and it's just a lot of fun. Now, this is a little off topic, but just made me think. The or it's, Well, it's on topic. It's just a little different than what you were just, just talking about. Do you also get involved in his social life? Like, how 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 engaged are you with asking him, like, what you got going on? Like, or Bro. like, you know, are you, in, are you into that so part this of his life? I, wait till you, I mean, wait yeah. till you talk, wait till my wife comes on this podcast and ask her that question. She is so <laughs> fucking nosy that I can't even like get in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just be feeling bad for him because she be on his shit about everything, guys. Who's so that I'm, calling? Who's that? Bro, everywhere yeah. he is, what he's doing, all of, I mean, it's just, uh. yeah. That's so she great. she's in his shit, guys. So I just I sit back and like I'm uh, the good cop. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, my. so you're like you're like babe, leave him alone. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm the yeah. like I'm the yeah no. I'm, I'm, but I you know I am the dis- like something happens. I'm the disciplinary. But as far yeah. as that like day to day in his shit, no. The only time like I'm like I just I hit him up and see if we go into the gym. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like if he can yeah. make it to the gym, if not, then. Other than that, you know, he tells me he wants to go hit, then we'll go hit. But other than that, like, I'm not in the shit. His mom's in his shit all day. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to have Amber on and ask her about that. Oh, that's going to be great. You know what's funny is I got a little, the show we did uh, from your house a couple weeks ago that HBO uh, actually uh, shot um, in advance of the doc. The, I, I, there was like, I got to see, CC the father, like just for a moment where Carter was doing something that you were like, you can, I don't know if he was going to watch a video or play a video game or something. You're like, you could do that for however long, but then your, you, your homework has to be done by this time or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> it was funny. Cause you know, I mean, I think of you as a dad a lot because you're so close with your family and you, you talk about your kids often, but actually seeing like you do a dad thing was I was like, oh yeah, CC's like, oh, he's a real dad, you know? Like <laughs> I think yeah. I think people too don't see me as a real dad too because I am super goofy, I guess. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. especially our friends, you know, like our friend yeah. circle. Like I, I I don't act like I guess like a dad, but you know, yeah, like I'm a real dad in here, guys. Like, right, exactly. There's, right. There's no. rules and everything in this motherfucker. Right. The, the, <laughs> the person who wants the Harry Potter marathon can <laughs> can still lay the discipline. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It can still happen. Oh, I know. You know, you know what's funny, man? I was um, it, my uh, my birthday a few weeks ago, right? And I, you know, we couldn't really do anything, right? And so, um, I was texting with Sue Bird, our our good friend, and she's like, 
you know, what are you, what are you going to do? And I was like, well, you know, we're just going to order in like some different, some of our favorite food spots or whatever. But really, I just want to watch like Harry Potter and Star Wars. Like, and she's just like, it is hilarious. I can't stop laughing because you and my five-year-old niece have the same exact interests. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like, like on your birthday, you want to watch Harry Potter and Star Wars. <laughs> on her birthday, that's what she wants to do. But, like, yeah. That's and what I'll, I want to do. Yeah, that's what I want to do. And I'm going to be that make, guy. That'll make it fun when you have kids, guys. Yeah, yeah. And you'll exactly. love to go to amusement parks and hang out and do all that shit that I like to do. Yeah. You know, like, people think that I like to do that shit with my kids. I like to do that shit. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. the shit that I like to do. You know what it is? They're the vessel to get you to be able to do it so that Amber can sign off on it. Yeah, but then even, right. like, so, like, we went on that London trip uh, last year in the summer. Yeah. Uh, remember we went to Harry Potter, went to the studio, mm. but it was crazy. Like we had, we just landed, we were jet lagged and everybody like, man, dog, you're such a like cool dad. You're taking your kids. I'm like, nah, cause I want to go. Like I'm <laughs> exactly. getting up to go because I'm dragging these motherfuckers with me. They don't want to yeah. go. Right. Like, I, this is, this is a, my thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. that'll be cool when you have kids because then you get to drag them in that shit. Oh, oh, I can't wait for that. I can't, I can't wait for that. Like I, I, man. I mean, I'm just going to be like, have you ever seen the Elder Wand in person? Of course I'm going. <laughs> like, obviously I'm going. Speaking of shows, I just got to give a shout out. My shirt, Jeremy Barramy, it's um, which my sister and brother-in-law, uh, Ashley and Josh, got me for uh, my birthday. It's from uh, The Good Place, which I watched during this quarantine period. And I have to say, is one of my top five favorite shows of all time. What, what, what network? It was on NBC originally, but now it's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you know what it is, dude? I don't know if you're like this. Sometimes I don't want like heavy stuff before bed, you know, yeah. like and and I so we just kind of started watching it, Andrea and me, as like a 25 minute, like, you know, 25 minute episodes before bed that were like funny. And it ends up being like this really like beautiful, thought provoking show, but it's hilarious. Like, I mean, I literally cracked up at every single episode. I would be laughing out loud at least once or twice, you know? And it's it's good. It's easy to watch. It's easy, you know, but it's it's really good. I recommend it. I think you'll I like it. I'll check it out. I'm sure. o- I'm almost done with Shit's Creek. I'm Are you? almost I'm almost I, done. I haven't started the new season. I haven't started. I mean, oh, I'm so behind on TV, cuz. Yeah. You know what? Now like when I was a baseball player, bro, I was a fucking like, there's nothing to do. Like I, I could just watch Netflix all day. Now that I'm like an actual like civilian, like doing work. <laughs> I don't have time to watch TV, guys. What the fuck? Oh, this is what people God. do all day, like actually work and like run around all day. This shit is crazy, bro. This is Baseball it. Baseball players, we don't do shit, guys. Like literally do nothing. I love that you're like, yeah, like my life, I have way less time now that I'm retired. Way less yeah. time than now that I'm retired, guys. Like I had way more time when I was fucking playing. Yeah, way more time to do stupid shit. At yeah, least. yeah. <laughs> I love it. All I'm right, so this, behind on Mandalorian, like all my oh, shows, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm way behind. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. I can't, so we can't talk about this episode yet, but this the episode this past week was, it might have been the greatest episode the show has had yet. It was unbelievable. See, they're really starting to tie in Everything. previous, yeah, 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 like Clone Wars and Rebels and... Dude, I, you got to watch. I'm not going to tell, tell you. You got to watch. You got to watch. I'll catch up this week for sure. All right. Yeah, catch up. Um, all right. Jake asks, what are our guy, What are your guys' favorite holiday or Christmas movies? Uh, we got into this before. My favorite uh, Christmas movie is Home Alone. Like, not even close by far favorite Christmas movie. And you know what's crazy? 
It's my kid's favorite Christmas movie now, too. See? Um, same page again. Yeah. Like, me and Carter are definitely the same kid. Like, you know, <laughs> with, um, he's a, like a 10-year-old me. So, um, yeah. We, we we did Home Alone for our Christmas uh, card one year, which I is remember, super cool. Yes. Dude, I, I love Home Alone. I was watching it yesterday. What for do you sure. think? I'm going to ask you. What do you think my favorite Christmas movie is? Um, man. I'll give Sadie think? Zillow a guess, too, as someone who knows me. See if she texts me the right answer. Um, now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you, I'm going to give you, you want a hint? Is it, wait, well, yeah, is it an older movie? It's not old. It's, um, I do like love. 90s, I do lo- 80s? It's like, I want, I think it was early 2000s that it came oh, out. Oh, shit. I, I, I will say, I love, like, It's a Wonderful Life, um, but it's a, it's it's a it's heartfelt, a little emotional Man, for me. I got nothing for you guys. Early two thousand. Oh, Bobby Wagner nailed it. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, Bob, and now Sadie just texted it correctly too. It, they Bobby nailed it first, which is interesting because Bobby, our producer, he's only known me for a few months. I got nothing on so, this, bro. To, love actually. Love Actually is my never favorite Christmas. You never seen Love Actually? No. It's 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 great, man. It's a it's a beautiful beautiful movie, man. It's a beautiful movie about love. And I love love, so I love the movie. Maybe it, I'll check that out. I've yeah. never seen that. Yeah. I, it, it, it's it's a it's a really I, How the I, fuck did Bobby guess that shit? I don't know. Bo- Bobby's got to text me further how he guessed it. That was impressive. Like really impressive. I uh, dude, cuz I'm a I'm a sap for rom-coms in general, like, but it is just, it's a beautiful movie, man. It's a great Christmas movie. <laughs> anyway, it's love like, actually is mine. Are you definitely crying during this movie? Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the way yeah, you yeah, fucking yeah. just cry right now, the yeah, way you yeah. just fucking described yeah. it. Yeah, there's a couple different <laughs> moments. There's a, there's a couple different moments that, like, always get me. But it's, it's like a lot of different versions of love, and, like, it's, it's interesting. Some good, some bad. You like it. It's meaningful. It's, it's. It's emotional. All right. Well, yeah. I gotta put you know, this shit on my like on my list. Yeah, yeah you got to check it out. You got to check it out. Sadie just texted me too. It's a beautiful movie. It really is. Um. All right. This is. We got a few more here. See, sports psych MD. How much of a toll does mental health play on athletes? Oh, I think so. I mean, it plays a big toll uh, for sure. Um, just depending on like your situation, I guess how you grew up, different things, how you deal with stress and you know, uh, situation, different situations that you're going to be put in as an athlete. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, for me, you know, it was drinking is how I would, you know, cope with, with, you know, missing my father and, you know, all the people that passed away in my life, my grandmother, my cousin, you know, so many deaths that I had in my family, that was the way that I would cope with it. Like the anxiety and the depression of that, um, and so, yeah, I mean, mental health is a real thing. And, and you know, I'm glad that guys are, you know, talking about it now and, and um, you know, stepping up and speaking out. But I just wouldn't, I mean, for me, I, I would never use that as an excuse. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I, you know how I am. And, and that's this is just me. If I'm out there, I'm capable. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I would never, you know, blame mental health or anything I'm going on off the field. Um, on any on, on my performance, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, you know what yeah. I'm saying. But it yeah. but but it is a it is a real thing, and I've had teammates and close friends, and you know guys that dealt with mental health while playing, and and it's a tough thing to go through as a friend too. Yeah, man, I uh, 
I think that's perfectly said, man. I think it also makes me really excited for the emotional and mental insight we're going to see in the doc on December 22nd as well on HBO that you're doing. Um, but it's true, right? If you don't have your mind right, man, it, I mean, no matter what you do, right? But especially a game like baseball, wow. I mean, oof, it's a yeah, tough it's, mental it's sport. it's tough. It's a tough mental sport because you lose a lot, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you fail yeah. a lot in baseball, man. And uh, if if you're not if you're not if you're not thick skin, bro, it's it's it can get hard. I think I think the way the guys that succeed in baseball, the guys that you know play a long time and have good careers, are the guys that put more pressure on themselves anyway. That that you know what I'm saying? Like we yeah. put so much pressure on ourselves and 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 you know worried about failing that you know any outside pressure really can't 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 do anything to you. So it's just all, it's all internal, which even sucks even more. I mean, if you, if you think about it, right, like just anybody listening right now, think about your job. Now think about going to your job and failing seven out of 10 times. Think about how difficult that is to do. And that's if you're great when it comes to hitting, right? Just using hitting, you know, think about if you're, if you, even in your Cy Young year, see, you probably would you you still lost I don't know what was it like eleven games or seven games or something like that you still yeah six or seven you, games yeah 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 you still you still probably I don't know how many times but you probably gave up you know five or six runs once or twice or whatever right like the you know you know going into a season like you're gonna fail a certain amount of times I can't imagine going into my job saying like yeah well you know i just know that like you know two out of every five broadcasts are not going to be good you know i mean yeah. I, like how if could I, you do that yeah exactly and man. You know, like, but, but and you get like you're talking about my cy young year and i couldn't tell you one fucking game i pitched in that cy young year except <laughs> for a game i lost at home andrew jones hit a two-run homer in the top in the top of the ninth inning to uh win the game to beat us two to one wow at home so he had a two-run homer i get the next out it's three outs. We go back in the thing. Two to, two to one, we lose the game. You know oh, what I'm saying? Complete you were trying to lost, complete a shutout? Complete game. Two, yeah, it was a complete game shutout. Threw him a change uh, up. The motherfucker took that shit so deep. We lose the game two to one. And that's the only game I remember from 2007 because I won the Cy Young that year. Man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That so, is hilarious. Like, that's fucking crazy. Like, I don't <laughs> remember any other start, guys. Oh, really that's know. amazing. Like, I'm trying to look it up right now, man. That is hilarious. Like, yeah. Atlanta. Oh, yeah. You have a... Uh, you had a lot of um oh yep I see it you see it y- yeah yep I think it was looks like it was June fifteenth it was about it, June yeah 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 it was yeah, warm, yeah and I threw him a changeup and he hit the homer huh hit the mm. homer mm. And, and that was one of my losses guys but like mm. I had to be okay with that like oh well at least I'm and I and I knew I wasn't gonna lose the next game you yeah. know what I'm saying but I still lost that fucking game like that's yeah. like that's hard to no yes yeah, baseball's crazy man. Oh, dude, it, it it really is. It's a it's amazing the the toll it takes uh mentally, man. It 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 really is. It's so it's so difficult. Um all right, see, well, you know what? I, I feel like I don't know, I'm just gonna say it. I feel like this is one of the best R2C2s ever. The energy was excellent. <laughs> you know, I mean I, this I don't is know. Good. This it, is good. Now you know what? I'm I'm kinda getting excited for Amber to come on here. Good. Because I think, you know, right before the doc and everything that's coming on and everything that's going on, you know, we talk about mental health and a lot of different things that are going on right now. And, you know, obviously she can give a lot of insight of like her side of watching what, th- what I went through. And I mean, you know, 
you talk about somebody that like was there. I mean, she was there literally there with me every step of the way from my, you know, the time I got drafted until the legacy gala. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like she literally seen every she was in every minor league city. She I mean, so this is somebody who like witnessed it all. So she can give you some some definitely some different insight than I can, you know. Mm, I can't wait, man. I think it's going to be amazing. And that episode uh, we're going to release, the doc comes out on the 22nd, um, and we're going to release the episode of R2C2 with Amber that week, either the twenty Monday the 21st or the morning, it'll, or it'll be out the morning of Tuesday the 22nd so that you guys can hear uh, the episode with Amber before you watch the doc that night. Um, and we are going to come up with a Christmas giveaway uh, for uh, for some of CeCe's gear, which uh, we will announce um, next week. Yeah. So stay tuned to that. See, good stuff, brother. We'll do it again. Uh, you know, new episodes every Yo, Thursday. Man. Wait, wait, we, we can't end this podcast, bro. <laughs> I just thought about something. What's we, that? We didn't talk about boxing, guess. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest boxing match of the year, bro. Wait, oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you know, I just heard this, you know that they apparently did over, I think it was like 1.2 million buys for Tyson and Roy Jones. Yo, who's that, not going to watch that? Of course that's everybody crazy, was man. watching that. And then you had the Nate, you had the Nate fight before with Snoop singing oh, during the knockout, bro. Like, <laughs> that, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, it's, uh, my assistant, my you know, one of my good friends, Michael Palmer and Nate are best friends. They, they're boys. Oh, so, you know, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Mikey and Nate are, are, are really close. So, uh, you know, he checked on him after and stuff. He said Nate was funny about it right after, you know, uh, oh. right after everything happened. But, man, dog, that shit oh. was crazy, guys. Dude, you know I called Jake Paul's uh, boxing debut in Miami at Super Bowl. Oh, did you? Yeah. he. I, I called that fight for DAZN. He, he fought some guy who's... Friends with the dude who beat his brother in that YouTube circle. He almost, I mean, I thank God this dude went down in the first round because I was afraid Jake Paul was going to kill this kid. Like really? he was, yeah, he was like a floppy, doughy dude who like, you know. So just, this kid's like a real boxer then, huh? He takes it super seriously, man. Like he takes oh, it super no, he seriously. Oh, he looked real the other night. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Like, like that, so, <laughs> that shit looked I, real. He, he takes it super seriously. I, I was worried for Nate ahead of time because of how seriously Jake Paul takes it and seeing Nate not man Nate needed to he needed to stay down right away man yeah, he, and, and he put himself think, in some danger there man I honestly I didn't think Nate was going to win the fight but yeah. I didn't think it was going to go like that you know what no, I'm saying man. Like, that was oh. you know but it is what it is hey that, oh KSI I mean, who, KSI was the KSI. Uh, the not who Jake Paul fought but KSI was the dude who beat Jake Paul's brother and then the dude who Jake Paul fought before this was friends with KSI. Okay. Like Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Okay. Like, yeah. But Nate, I mean, you got to give Nate props for stepping in the ring, bro. But like, man, that, that shit was crazy. But did you oh. did you watch the Tyson? And, did you watch Tyson? I didn't watch it, man. Bro, I, didn't I think watch Tyson. It. I think Tyson can beat your heavyweight. You're the zone heavyweight, guys. You think you think you beat Anthony Joshua? I think he would beat this shit out of Anthony Joshua. Come on, man. <laughs> He's not going to beat Anthony you. Joshua. I think he would, bro. And maybe that's just me, like me being like a huge Mike Tyson fan and just watching him. But he came right out through a triple jab and then through the left because, like, it looked like it was 1990. Now, let me ask you this. If Tyson was going to fight Fury, 
Wilder, or Joshua. Any of them, all right? Let's just say any of those three big heavyweights, okay? Yeah. How much bigger, how many more views does that fight get than any other combination of those three guys? Like, I'm saying, you could do Joshua Wilder, you could do Fury Wilder, you could do Fury Joshua, or you could do Tyson against any of those three. I think Tyson against any of those three would blow them out of the water ratings. Any wise, right? one of those three, like yeah. nobody wants to see either. Nobody wants to see Wilder fight uh, Joshua anymore after he lost to Fury. Nobody wants to see Fury fight Joshua because we know Joshua can't box. Sorry, but <laughs> I do want to see that fight. We're gonna. I don't want to okay. see that yeah. shit, guys. Yeah. But Mike Tyson against any one of those three. Which I think he would beat Deontay Wilder, cause I think he could out. I'm telling you, cause this dude can still box. As long as he don't get fucked up, cause he's 53 years old. Like, long as he don't get hit hard, this motherfucker's still hitting hard, cause and he's I, fast as fuck. I would worry for him, man. I would be legitimately I, I nervous I wouldn't for be him. Worried. I, I, you didn't watch the fight. I wouldn't no, be I worried didn't. for him. I did. I was but, worried for Roy Jones. Yeah. I was worried for Roy Jones, guys. Yeah. I was not worried for Mike Tyson. And I would not be worried for Mike Tyson in the ring with any three of those motherfuckers. I'm telling you. It's going to become a thing now. It was such a success because I know you already have like Evander Holyfield wants to come back and fight that. him. I don't yeah. want to see that. I, I, would, I don't want to see that shit. I want to see him fight. If he going to fight again, like fight. Like a real fight. He, he probably, he probably could get what? $50 million to fight. To Easy. fight Joshua or, yeah, or and Wilder, I, see, that's what, but like, I, like, I, and, and I don't know what I'm saying is is the fan in me, or if 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 like that was real what I watched the other day because, but he just fought Roy Jones. Yeah, but I'm a huge Mike Tyson fan, and watching what he did the other day was like, I'm like, yo, like let's let, let's get him in the ring uh, in a zone fight. Oh my gosh, dude! I'm sure that the executives' minds are already and Snoop, churning. And Snoop's got to call it. <laughs> yes, yeah, Snoop needs to be on. You and Snoop. You and hey, Snoop got to be on the it, man. You and Snoop, guys. L- let's do it. Let's Snoop do it. Snoop is hilarious, bro. I, he, he is hilarious. Get, get me and Snoop, and I will take 0.01% of the pay-per-view uh, royalties. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll gladly do that. Oh, that would be great, man. Uh, I'm glad you got that in before we actually wrap this up. Yo, show. we almost we forgot that. about that, bro. We can't how forget. podcast would this be we didn't fucking talk about that? Tri- trash podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are not a trash podcast, so, so we need to talk about that. All right, you guys know the deal. New episodes every Thursday. Bonus episodes as well. We'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>